Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Calling It A Day with Chloe and Cleo. It is late in a Friday evening and we have gathered for yet another episode. I'm excited for this one because I don't really know the content of it, I just know the general direction and there's some questions involved from our loyal listeners. Yeah, so... I, if you, you know, follow our Instagram and watch our stories, you'll see that we did a little, like, AUA, usually it's AMA, ask me anything, but since us, I was like, ask us anything, um, and so, I guess this is kind of like a cop-out to just, like, have people make content for us, but... YouTubers do that all the time, whenever they have, like, a, I don't know, some story that's like, ask me anything, or assumptions about me, I'm like, oh... So you don't have any content ready for this week's video. (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, that's where I was at, at least mentally. I was like, it seems like a fun softball to give ourselves. Um, So yeah, I guess I'll just dive in to the questions and I guess we'll see where this takes us. Um, But first question that we got is, um, what is our favorite thing about each other slash our relationship oh oh gosh I love these kinds of questions <laughs> that's why okay. I, I started with that I, I feel like it's not up Cleo's alley but I'm like oh um sorry the question was favorite thing about each other and then our relationship slash oh slash our, our relationship. relationship I feel like it's a two-part question I mean you can do it a two-part um I mean clearly I guess I'm going first, unless you want to go first. Oh, I just assumed you were going first because I was like, I have no idea. Oh, all right. Well, there's just so many things to pick from, huh? Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Is that why you're taking so long to think of something? No, it's just because like, I've never sat down and thought about it before. I just kind of like... Mm, you're just like... We exist. Yeah, it just works. Yeah. Um, Favorite thing about you? I mean, this is different than like great qualities about you, you know, because... I would say stuff like, there was that one episode, what was it, episode two, about our personality types where we, like, listed adjectives that, like, describe each other. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot we did that. That episode is way too long. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, in in that episode, I probably have said stuff like, like, your work ethic, you know, is admirable, but that's not my favorite thing about you. Um, what I like... About you, I guess, is that you're just like a happy-go-lucky person, and I think that you have the ability to brighten any room or like that's right circle you're in. Yep. <laughs> Whether I guess it's through your jokes or your jester-like antics. Um, yeah, people like being around you and. I think it's a good balance with with my demeanor and like, I mean, again, I think when we're with each other, it's just like more balanced out and like, it's good for me to have more of that energy. So yes. Okay. Nice. Good question. Okay. Mystery listener. <laughs> um, I guess my favorite thing about you. Um, oh, this is tough. I'm so like, many to pick from. I'm like, I don't think about this stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't either. Um, I just went with my gut. I guess my gut. I was saying your strength. My brute strength? <laughs> no, no, not your physical strength. I know. 
like your emotional strength. I feel like, oh, this is getting deep, frick. Everyone tune out. But like, <laughs> like I feel like when as a younger sibling and growing up, I had the luxury of like, I guess being the happy-go-lucky one and maybe being a little bit more soft. My friends know I cry easily um, because like you were the dependable older sibling that was strong and i'm like we don't both need to be strong <laughs> so um yeah i guess your strength mm, i thought you were gonna say your favorite thing is all the good stuff i cook and bake for you and i just bring it to you at your service <laughs> i mean that's a nice perk but again i'm happy with being lazy and just not eating anything until mm. it gets to the point where i'm like wait I'm literally starving. I see. Well, I guess your answer was more meaningful, so That's thanks. Right. I'm introspective. Um, favorite thing about our relationship and dynamic? Um, I mean, we just, like, get each other. We're different. Like, we're definitely very different just by looking at us and, like, interacting with us. But then I feel like at the core, just our values and our internal drive and, like, a lot of the ways we look at things is so aligned and it just works. Yeah, I was going to say I feel like we're kind of like yin and yang. Like we balance each other out well. Um, and I think we have this like, yeah, again, like you said, this like natural dynamic and flow that I don't know where we got it from, but it's here, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I was also going to say our names <laughs> that's nothing to do with our relationship but it works especially for this podcast i'm like i feel like it just works like our like good job parents you pick the good names you know i mean chloe and cleo is practically like yin and yang like just the way it rolls off the but tongue. also it's just like i feel like you're a chloe mm. and i'm a cleo like if you were a cleo i'd be like no way <laughs> but part of it is like i feel like we've defined those names for ourselves because our personalities are so big. I'm not saying, like, all Chloe's and Cleo's out there are like us, but our personalities are just, like, you know? It's called normative determinism. Oh, interesting. Like, Tom Hanks has two sons. One name's Colin. One name's Chet. And they mm. act accordingly. Mm. <laughs> I can already see it. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Second question. Um, <laughs> how... Is our podcast going? Mm. I mean, it's going well. It's still something that's fun to us. I feel like, again, we would stop doing it if it felt like a chore. Um, we don't do it for the listeners, but we do have, you know, a decent, I shouldn't say fan base. I would say group of supporters and regular listeners. So thank you. Oh, really? I was going to say, I was like, we got not much. I mean, it's definitely dropped since the first episode, but that was to be expected and even though I'm a numbers person for the podcast, like, I don't really care because it's just, like, a fun... It's just fun. It's kind of like a diary yes. for us. Like, it'll be fun to look back when we're older and be like, oh, when we were in our mid-20s, we just, like, did this and this is what was on our minds and, like, we had this whole year together. Um, I think the podcast would be doing even better if you went ahead and um, followed us on Instagram. If you haven't already, <laughs> we are so close to 100 followers. Dude, whoever said this influencer life was easy was lying. Wow. Okay, no one said it's easy. I, I used to say it was hard. easy. I used to be like, dude, all you need to do is like put on a swimsuit, go outside, you're golden. Turns out not true. 
Not I mean, true. we haven't tried that yet, and I don't think we ever will. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe if we're desperate enough. <laughs> I'll never be that desperate. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, but sorry, were you... No, nope, that? that was it. How that do you think it. our podcast is going? Yeah, every time someone asks me this, I'm like, I don't know what to answer them. I just say, well, we're 18 weeks in, and... That's longer than I was anticipating. <laughs> it's more of a fun question than like, how's COVID been for you? You know, know. It's, it's a good conversation starter. But I then feel. I'm like, what do they want me to say? Like, what am I supposed to say? I mean, they're probably expecting you to answer the way you answer most things. Like, great. Like, that's how you answer like 50% of things. So, I don't know. <laughs> when they ask, when people ask, I'm like, well, I mean, I thought I'd run out of ideas by now, but here we are. You should be like... like you would know if you listened to it. I'd be like, oh, which one was your favorite episode and why? <laughs> um, that'd be so... I should do that, you know, next time someone asks me that. Um, but okay. Next question we got, switching it up literally completely, says, what are the top five places to eat in the greater Seattle area? Oh my gosh, let me whip up my list. Oh, you have a list. Yeah, I have a very extensive like note document on my phone because back when I lived in Seattle whenever I wanted to eat out like deciding what and where you want to eat is the hardest thing because like I don't know if you filter let's say Japanese food on Yelp like you're still left with a million options and also I deleted Yelp don't support them anyways top five places okay well I already know what one that Cleo is going to say and I feel like it's on my list as well Oh, yeah, for sure. Seattle Fish yep, Guys. that's the only one I have on my list. <laughs> that's the only one I came up with in my head. And you got it. Okay, so, so five between the two of us. Okay. Um, another one is uh, Phobok. It's close to the First Hill and Chinatown area. Oh, yes, I've, I've had that. changing pho, especially the short rib pho. Um... Let me think. This is difficult. I have, like, I mean, I have a pretty long list, but some of these are, like, chains. And for some reason, when I think of a chain, I'm like, eh. Cheesecake factory. It's not, like, a must-have. I also very much enjoy this place in Capitol Hill called Carmelo's Tacos. Definitely better than Taco Chuki's. I know it's a hot take, but it's very, very good. Like, they're just, I don't know, more flavorful. They're not as dry, like... It's very, very good. Um, wow, put me on the spot here. Suku Shinbo in Chinatown is also amazing. It's like more high-end like Japanese food and sushi, but it's not quite as bougie as... Um, it's slipping my mind. There's like this one place in the heart of downtown Seattle that's like 400 bucks for like omakase. Um what am I at? Three or four? I think four. I'm at four? But okay. I zoned out, so I'm not sure. Because I'm like, I've never heard of any of these places mm. except for Seattle Fish Guys. Which we will circle back to after my sister gets her fifth one in. Was the question for Seattle? They said greater Seattle area. Okay, but well, then I'm going to throw one in in Bellevue. Musashi Roll House. Oh. I could go there every single weekend. And I've also attempted to recreate their roles amazing um that is yeah that is value i like when i tried it i was like holy moly all this for this price totally worth it but again maybe i'm like you're fixated on like new york prices too you know like it's a good deal like eight dollars a roll but i'm not like oh my gosh like 
this is a literal steal. Wait, you would never find $8 rolls in New York that taste like that. Mm. If you get $8 rolls, it'd be like the weird ones with like that one cube of cucumber in the middle. And then that's it. And they're like eight bucks. It's like eight little pieces. And then you're like, no, they would not give you eight pieces. They'd give you four pieces. And then you'd be like, this is it. And you'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> yep. That's my uh, four or five. A lot of um, like sashimi Japanese, like fish in that list. Because yes. I will say, because I enjoy like cooking and stuff. I like to go out for stuff that I feel like I can't just make at home, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, basic pasta places or, like, even a burger place. I'm like, eh. Like, I don't necessarily crave it all the time. But some good Japanese food and, like, sashimi and poke, yes. <gasps> I have to add this one in. Hiroshi's poke. I haven't been in so long. Is that at UW? It's at UW. Most people don't love it as much. Like, it's great value, and the toppings are amazing. Like, the fish isn't the freshest, but I'm all for the toppings. Like, slather it with that crab salad and, like, the mac salad. And, like, I care more about that and this, oh, the creamy dressing. Anyways, that's my five or six. Okay. I mean, obviously you live here, so you know more about food in the area. I literally was just going to say Seattle Fish Guys and, like, Portage Bay and the portage base is so freaking basic yeah like everyone and their mom goes there like we could literally make most of the things on the menu and so expensive and the weight is insane and like i'm not gonna lie their freaking like fruit bar for their pancakes there's always flies there's always (laughs) flies flying around and i'm like what is it like nine extra dollars for the fruit bar yeah and i'm like is no one monitoring the state of this whipped cream it is now melted from slightly solid to very much liquid. And I'm like, why? Yet it is number two on your list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's not really number two. I meant like, I couldn't think of other places. Because <laughs> I don't really eat out here. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'd be remiss not to mention. Um, wait, I should Google this so I don't um, mess this up. But, Okay. I found it. It is the udon shop that my very good friend Andrew works at. Okay, to be honest, I haven't been there. But from the photos, it looks phenomenal. It's called Azuki Handmade Udon. Um, it's in. It's on Madison Street in mm. Seattle. Um, dude, it looks freaking bomb. Um, it's called Azuki Madison. You guys should check them out. They're on 2711 East Madison Street. Oh, wow. Um, Doing ads now. Oh, oh my gosh, wait. True? (laughs) I rescind that. I'm beeping out the address. Pay me if you want me to unbeep it. I'm just kidding. But, um, yes, I want to support him. He works very hard there. He's also in charge of, like, their social media situation. So give them a follow. Except I don't think they need any help. They're doing quite well. Um, But I guess I'll mention that because, again... I have no idea, um, but my true love is Seattle Fish Guys. Like, holy moly. Like, poke, so, 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 so good. Every time I go, I'm like, wow, this is why I come here. So good. Um, but I guess do you have anything else? Or? No, I think that's that's about it on my list. I, I do miss just, like, exploring new restaurants. Because that's why I have that ongoing list and I have, like, 
the little bubbles that you can, you know, fill in. So every single time I try one that's on my list, I'm like, yes. But not as much of that nowadays. Gotcha. Okay. Another question slash like assumption-y thing we got was, I think this is kind of more of a joke. I couldn't tell if they were being serious. Is cyberbullying us? What is it? They were like, <laughs> they were like, you guys don't actually like each other. You're just doing this for clout. Thank you for thinking we have clout for this. I mean, we. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? That'd be so much work and time to spend together. To, f- I mean, I think it was a joke, obviously, mm. but I'm like, it's so funny. I mean, that's a very valid like assumption that. You know, that you might see for, like, any duos or, like, sibling dynamics, like, on social media or YouTube and such. Yeah. But, but I'm like, based on the first question, I think you can tell, like... We don't have clout. <laughs> Wait, that was the second question about how's your podcast doing. I was thinking, but based on the first question about, like, our dynamic and relationship, I'm like... I mean, we definitely kind of have to like each other. We're, we're living together and spending every minute... Exorbitant amount of time. <laughs> Next to each other. Yes. But okay. Yeah. That was a quick one. Um, another assumption slash question we got. Again, I also think was a joke. <laughs> They're like, Chloe is athletic. Thank you. Believe it or not, no. I've gotten that assumption before. No, you have not. I seriously have. People tell me in college, like, I mean, I was still like, I'm, I'm in the middle. Like, I'm in the middle for a lot of things. Like... I'm not musically talented, but can I read notes and, like, play piano and stuff? Yes. I was at the middle, but okay, anyways. Because some people, like, don't have a single, like, musical, but, like, I have rhythm, like, I can hear tone and, like, I can tell when it's off, like, that kind of stuff, whereas people, like, would just, like, never even touch an instrument and can't read and, like, have no sense of, yeah, rhythm or tone Mm -hmm. or pitch. Um, But then with, like, sports... I'm not, it's kind of funny because I'm in the middle of my friends. Like, some of my friends, like, I can't even imagine them touching any sort of sports ball. Like, a tennis ball, Mm -hmm. a football, a frisbee. Like, I can't even picture it. Mm -hmm. And then I have other friends who are so athletic. I'm like, wow. Mm. Like, they do all the intramurals. Like, they're just, like, fit. And anytime there's some sort of, I don't know, tournament, like, with church or something, like, they're there. So I'm in the middle in the sense that. I have participated in sports, like, I've even, like, I used to play, like, a ton of spike ball in the summer, and I love tennis, and, like, we'd play volleyball with our, uh, like, young adults group, and I've even participated in some little football games, believe it or not, so I'm, like, in the middle, but I've had someone tell me, like, you look like you'd be athletic, like, just because of the way I dress when I go to these things. (laughs) Oh, it's because you wear a lot of athleisure. But I don't on a regular day basis. You're like, oh, is that why you always have your hair tied up and you're wearing sweatpants? You look athletic. I never have my hair tied up. Now I do because of COVID, but I used to never have my hair tied up. But anyways, thank you for that assumption. Um, I guess if I had to say true or false, I guess it'd be false. But I can, I can, I can keep up. Like I can try. You know. I think you're. I mean, let's not downplay your accolades. Were you oh not my goodness. MVP of junior varsity <laughs> at the esteemed Kenworth High School of Kent, Washington? <laughs> well, now that you brought it up, I cannot deny. 
I should have I should have kept playing tennis. I don't know why I quit. Like I quit my sophomore year because I was like AP is gonna be so hard. And then instead I took two hour naps every single day after school and like junior and senior year. Yeah, they were begging you to stay because then you would have been on varsity. But then you're like, sorry, gotta leave when I'm on top. Undefeated champ. I'm leaving. I peaked athletically. Um, yeah, I'm like, you were much better at tennis than I was. And when I was in high school, they kind of, I instead of begging me to stay, they were kind of just like, are you sure you want to stay? But like, at least you stayed long enough to be on varsity. Barely. Barely. I was literally like eight of eight. And one time I got bummed down to JV one match. And I was like, you joking me? <laughs> You're joking me. I'm a senior, okay? This is just <laughs> embarrassing. I'm like, I'm not that bad, am I? Like, when I was practicing to try to make the team, the guy I was practicing with, I was practicing with, like, me and my other friend, or, like, my other two friends, and then him, and we are asking him for feedback. We're like, oh, do you think we'd make the team? And then he was like, to my friends, like, oh, yeah, you guys for sure. And he turned to me and was like, I mean... If you practice, like, really hard, maybe. I mean, you gotta love the honesty. And I'm like, okay, whatever. The way my brain used to work, I mean, it was because only, there was only one senior on varsity at the time. So I was like, okay, there's gonna be one open spot. And even though I was number one on JV, I was like, but what if I don't get that spot? Like, what if someone takes it? I was like, nah, like, I don't think I'm gonna make it. I'm just gonna quit and focus on academics. A lie. I just... I didn't, but that was, like, definitely probably the most fit we've ever been. Those drills, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to declaring I'm literally not athletic, but, like, I have friends at school, like, at Cornell that were on, like, club tennis, and, like, there's one of my friends in particular, he's so athletic. In fact, for our majors superlatives he won most athletic partly because he was campaigning for it partly because (laughs) it was real um he's like good at every sport he's like he's very good very good at tennis Mm. very good at gymnastics 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 (laughs) okay that is 100 percent most athletic i was gonna say i have a few friends who are like good at like most sports but not like that. No, he does like the straight up like full like oh the gosh. straight up backflips like down the freaking fairway, oh and my I'm gosh. like, oh. and then I, I, like everything, every sport. And then one time he like looked at me and was like, oh, "I'd be so sad if my kid turned out like Cleo." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what? I thought I was relatively I mean, well rounded." The thing that. The thing is, like, the people who care about, like, athletics, or athletics, my gosh, like, just, like, sports and being athletic and, you know, being a gym rat and stuff, like, they really value that in maybe their significant other and their future offspring. So I I get it, but we would have different values as well, you know, that other people might not have. Right, right. I'm like, dude, being athletic, least of my priorities. Yeah. But. It's pretty, that's not even on my list. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm not even going to. Like, I'm competitive, but for some reason, like, not at all when it came to sports, which is, like, bizarre because sports is where you compete. It's it's too tiring and too much work. Because I'm like, man, if you want to win this tennis game, go for it. I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. Or, like, at work, like, one of my directors was, like, trying to peer pressure everyone to do um, a Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder race. Mm -hmm. And... Like, he was describing it to me, and I'm like, 
there's literally nothing you could possibly ever say or do to convince me to do this. Like, they get electrocuted. That's part of it. They run through- That has nothing to do with being athletic at that point. That's like being able to endure pain. <laughs> but like, they, it's crazy. They run for like forever and uh-huh. they run through electrical wires to get electrocuted. And then you have to like crawl under like barbed wire and then you have to like get all muddy and like climb up those like ninja warrior walls. And I'm like- Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That sounds like a very- I was gonna say American thing, but just like, like a very white thing. <laughs> like- I don't, I, I'm like, you could never convince me. But he did convince me and, like, a majority of our group to go to, like, a very, very early morning um, shadow boxing class. Oh, that sounds fun, though. No. I was dead after. <laughs> I was dead. And then, like, we all had to go to work after, and I, I could not stay conscious. Because I just drained so much of my energy that I was like, I don't know how to continue with this day. I was so tired, but for him, he did this literally most mornings when he came to work, and for me, it knocked me out for, like, a couple days. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not even talking about being athletic, it's just, like, endurance. I mean, for a lot of people, working out, you know, gives them endorphins and, like, stimulates them and gives them even more energy if they're feeling lethargic, but... Yeah. I've never felt so opposite. I'm like, I've never felt... I've never gotten endorphins. I've always just felt like passing out. (laughs) I feel like we get a rush from, like, different things. Yeah. You know, we like figure out trivia. an Excel formula. You've been working on for hours. And then you're like... You work on Excel for hours? Okay, mo- when you've worked on a model for hours, uh, and you're, yeah. like, stuck on this formula, and then you're like, I figured it out. Mm. That's pretty exhilarating. Mm. So, you know... When you're packing up items. <laughs> and you find the, find the perfect, perfect box. box. R slash... Whoa. R slash perfect fit. Yeah. That thrill? That is a good thrill. On matched yes unmatched yes. or when you find a great deal when you're thrifting yes yes totally off tangent from the original assumption Ooh. but all, all all true true or false no thrill like seeing on your safeway app a perfect coupon for the exact item you came here for that happens to me i swear all the time but it's exhilarating it is exhilarating i thought you were gonna say when you go on the app and you see that Lay's chips are on sale for one ninety nine oh, no. or one eighty eight. No, because then I get like conflicted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, should I be happy? Should I not? Should I go back to this toxic relationship or should I stay away? I see. I see. Yeah. Yes. But, man, see, all those things provide more endorphins, more thrill than you know running or yeah. whatever. But maybe I need to fix that. But believe it or not, okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop belaboring this topic. But <laughs> one point in my life. Ran a 7.35 mile. I'm sure we all did at one point in our life. <laughs> when I was on track in middle school and I lost feeling my legs for weeks. <laughs> 7.35 is pretty good. No, Sub 8? Yeah, that's not I, bad. I was invincible at that age. I was doing track. I was very, very exhausted. But I was doing it. Um, sure, I would fake injuries to get out of practice. <laughs> but I tried. You know, I really put myself out there. Were sports mandatory in middle school? I don't remember doing any. No, I just did it because I wanted a hoodie with my name on the back. Because I'm like, that's so cool. So I just really wanted it. Mm. But it was pain. But okay. Um, I guess if we have time for maybe a couple more questions. Um, another question is, where do you see yourself in five years? 
Ooh, gosh, this is kind of a personal question only because of the plans I have in store for myself, I guess. Or deeply personal, apparently. I mean, they're not deeply personal, but I think I'm just the type that keeps my cards close to my chest until, you know, I feel comfortable sharing in the sense that like if I have dreams and hopes and stuff, I don't necessarily throw them out in the open. Like I'll share them with a few select bunch because I don't want to like jinx it. I'm like, what if I don't end up there? Like Mm. I've already thrown it out into the open, but I've also recognized that life just throws curveballs at you and you can only plan so much and that's okay. And like, there's only so much in our control. Anyways, where do I see myself in five years? Well, I will be, oh my gosh, wait, five years from now, my life is going to look so different. Wait, you're going to be freaking 30. 30. Ew, ew. I mean, I'm excited to be 30, but like, you I'm going to be a mom. Whoa. Lord God willing. willing. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Gross. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like I'm going to love being a mom despite all the hardships and things they go through. Like like the fact that your body gets destroyed, you're never the same, your cankles swell up to five times its size, and you live with stretch marks for the rest of your life. Yeah, postpartum depression and all that good stuff. It's it's very real. They don't talk about it in school. Oh, when you start balding. That happens too. Yeah, I'm just going to pray I don't get crazy. Like, symptoms. In general? Oh. <laughs> But I guess I'll be a mom, hopefully. Like, I don't know. I'd probably be on kid one and maybe two. Probably one. One and a half? One and a half, yeah. That sounds about right. Like, again, I can only time so much. And if I am going to be a mom, of course, at that point, I will be married as well. Um, Alvin, get on it. (laughs) TikTok, everyone's waiting. It'll be the wedding of the century. Okay. (laughs) For the decade. Um... And then, I don't know, I, this is the one thing I'm, like, kind of hesitant, not hesitant to share, I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, Alvin and I, at some point, do want to live outside of Washington, so maybe in five years, we might not be here. That's what you're hesitant to share? I mean, there's more, but that's one of them. Oh, okay. Okay. I just don't want to, like, reveal all of my plans, because then people, like, always ask, like, oh, like, where? Like, when? Like, where oh, are you? Really? Like, wow, you're very inquisitive friends this doesn't happen as much now that we're in a remote environment but i feel like when we're back in the normal days like anything that you like throw out there like there's a lot of follow-up questions too really then your answer should be mind your business (laughs) no (laughs) i'd be like i'm still like figuring it out like like, what are you doing with your life huh i mean (laughs) did you find that job you were looking for yet huh (laughs) i mean it's very kind of people to inquire but i think sometimes when I'm on a spot where I haven't fully thought it through yet, it's more overwhelming than anything because I'm like, I mean, I don't know what the next step is going to look like. You know, I'm just, I'm just figuring it out. Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. You can just be like, mind your business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I figure it out, you'll know. Yes. So that's on the personal end. And then I feel like when you say, well, what do you see yourself in five years? Like, of course, my mind runs to professional because that's, that's what a very people, yeah. interviewee right. question. Right. Um. I don't know. I love the company I'm at right now. So I could totally see myself still being there, but definitely in a different role, I would imagine. Um, A little higher up, hopefully at that point, maybe a manager. But more importantly, I just want to like enjoy 
what I'm doing and like see a long-term potential and I'm still figuring it out. Like I want to try out new roles because now is the time to be exposed to things and to, I don't know, rotate, try new positions if I can. And because you don't really know what you like until you try, I feel like. Um, when I started in public accounting, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like I want to be here, but it's only because that was all I knew and I had tunnel vision and it wasn't until I tried it that I was like, not for me. So then I switched to finance and I've enjoyed it so much more so far. But within finance, there's like so many pockets. So in five years, I just hope I have a better understanding of like what work I find fulfilling. And we'll go from there. I'm just lucky to have a company I already really, really love. So yes, what about you? You will be 28. I know. Old, but not as old. Old. Ugh. I feel like those are going to be good years. 28 to 30. I don't know. I just have a good feeling about it. I hope so. Um, hopefully I'll be married by then. Um, maybe child? Halfway there with the first oh, kid? I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm way more apprehensive about motherhood than my sister is. My sister's like, I was made to be a mom. And I'm over here like you're just thinking about the the repercussions of like, first going of all, through the nine months. I don't want to push that freaking football out of me, and I also am scared of them cutting into me and putting my intestines in a bowl and then you know <laughs> scooping out the baby. And I'm like, okay, that also seems you know suboptimal. I would like to avoid the entire thing. Like I'm very worried, and like I also don't want all the side effects of like pregnancy there's a lot of stuff that happens and people don't talk about like people grow random patches of hair on their face people grow random brown moles on their face too i'm like why does that happen and that's just like the pg stuff honestly there's there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot and i'm from my health history i'm assuming i will get all of them (laughs) so and i'm like maybe i'll be wildly depressed and then throw my baby out the window i don't know i'm worried so here I am. It's okay. You're not going to go through it alone. Like, I'm, I don't know. This is getting way too into the details of motherhood, but like, I'm like, I will start a meal train for you so that you don't have to cook and like every day, like, someone will like bring you a meal or like at least well, several times a week. I really thought about it. I, I was going to say, seen, like, I've someone s- watch me if I'm near a window. I mean, that too, but I've like, <laughs> I don't know. I've like seen enough people at this point like get pregnant or like have kids. That I'm just like, uh, what's, I don't know. Yes, I, I do feel like I was made to be a mom. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I see a baby and there's a lot of poop in their butt crack, I'm like, I am i don't really want to go in there and help you wipe. You're like, I barely want to clean my own. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty light touch with myself. I'm like, I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I love babies. They're very cute. But like, I've worked as a nanny. I've like mm. taken care of babies. And I'm like, I think, like, you approach it with joy. Mm-hmm. I approach it with, like... I'm just scared for when that baby keeps waking you guys up in the middle of the night. I'm not scared so much for the baby. I'm scared for Norman. Like... We've already decided. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm concerned. I've talked to Norman about this. I think we, me and him have both agreed. I will probably not wake up. Not because... You can't <laughs> do that because the baby is naturally going to want the mother and then you have to have, like that like skin to skin contact and that bonding and then they're going to cry for you because they're naturally going to be attached to you. But is beginning. it my fault I physically cannot wake up? I 
sleep through many you have things. To feed them, you're gonna do I formula will... from the get go. Oh, we're no. getting into the details. Oh now. my gosh! Oh my gosh! I'm not even 28. I'm not, I'm not even a mother. I'm already being judged for my parenting style. My parenting style is: I'll take night shift, no takes morning shift. Um. Oh wait. Um. Norman's dad, Mr. Chen. I'm joking. I'm sure I'll be a great mom. <laughs> okay. I've actually had this conversation with him, and he told me to not be scared and just have babies, and I'll be like, I don't know, and he's like, it's fine. I'm like, okay. I heard that, like, it's either that the pain is so intense or that the, the feeling of seeing your child is so rewarding, either one of those very extreme opposites, that like you black out and you, like, don't realize how pain, like, how much pain you're in <laughs> no, after no, giving but, like, birth. Blah, blah everything else afterwards like it's so exhausting taking care of children and i'm like yeah i don't want to say my life is over it's over for like it's not over it's on pause for like 20 years like your priorities will just shift for like 20 years okay that seems like a long freaking time oh my god i've got things going on dude i got dreams to pursue I mean, at least we're living our, like, hopefully our best lives these next five years, you know? Like, travel, make the most of our, like, young days without kids. I mean, obviously I do want children, but I'm just, like, <laughs> I think I'm very cognizant of the realities of parenting and just how difficult it is. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be a walk in the park by any means. Like, And I love sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm worried about that, too. Yeah. Like, but I'm not a morning person. I'm like, I'm just gonna ferberize that baby so hard. I'm like, you know, you sleep soothe yourself. You can sleep train babies. I'm sure yours will be trained to sleep twelve hours straight, and then you'll have a lot more time to yourself. And you know, if it's my child, they don't need to be sleep trained. They'll come out the womb ready to just nap <laughs> and sleep forever. Not forever. Please wake up. But like <laughs> for a long time. Okay, well, aside from kids, where else do you see yourself? Um, I don't want to share, you know, the zip code I project myself to be. <laughs> um, I guess I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd definitely be out of Manhattan by then because... Whoa. Um, it's, yeah, like, I feel like it's really fun working in, you know, in the city right now. But I feel like by the time I'm that age, I'll probably want to, like, slow down, like, go to the suburbs and, like, maybe, like, raise my family and whatever in, like, a bigger envi- bigger home. I'm, like, less chaotic environment, maybe. <sighs> maybe I won't even be on the East Coast anymore. I don't know. By then, I'll be out of my, like, investment banking private equity track. Um, usually after private equity, people go into, like, business school for two years. And then after that, kind of reevaluate. Some people hop back into PE. Some people just, like, do whatever. I don't really want to go to business school because it's, like, the opportunity cost and, like, the financial cost is, like, massive. But again, don't quote me on it if I accidentally end up at business school. <laughs> but I guess after, I guess, five years from now... Hopefully, I'll be working at a job I enjoy and that is meaningful in some way. Like, I always really wanted to work at... Okay, now I feel... Oh, now you don't want to say now it. Now I don't want to say it. Now I get See? what you're trying to say. Okay, well. Okay, well. Time for me to board it out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it private. But I've always wanted to... Okay, fine, I'm just going to say it. It's so much easier just to say it. She wants to work at some nonprofit vibey place. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. I'm just kidding. I want to work at a place like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which 
it's kind of like impact investing, but more on the philanthropy side of it. Um, less about generating like returns and more just about generating positive social impact in the world. Um, and that's where I want to be. I want to do something that like helps <laughs> helps the greater good as like idyllic and like perhaps naive as that sounds. But maybe I'll be somewhere there. Maybe I'll be somewhere that I just enjoy working and I like. And maybe that's okay too. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Um, I guess I don't have five years from now figured out but I guess I guess that's that's it yeah there's really so much more we can go into in terms of like you know where do you see yourself in five years spiritually what about community what about like there's just so much but I mean the general buckets like personally and professionally like I feel like we're about the same honestly I just might be one kid ahead of you (laughs) or half a kid Mm. Or maybe two if I decide to not have children. You're going to have children. Whoa. I don't know. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm also very excited to be an aunt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you already think you are an aunt to Miles. I'm mm. like, Miles doesn't know who you are. I don't think I... Well, I'm like... In Asian culture, like anyone's an auntie, so... Yeah. It's all fair game. Is it though? <laughs> it is. Um... But, okay, I think that kind of about wraps it up. I feel like we went, you know, we answered some questions. We've, you know, I don't want to jib-jab too much, as we've said before. Um, But, yeah, I guess with that, we can call it a day. Bye.